Welcome to Crazy Simple. I'm your co-host, Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. And we're two therapists in Texas. Life is complicated. We're here to try to make it a bit more simple because sometimes the solution to our problems is crazy simple. So relax, have a laugh, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Crazy Simple. I am Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. And we are going to try to host the show. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. What do we got today? Well, recent studies came out uh, published by the CDC about suicide rates. So during this time of year, it's something that does need to be discussed because, well, changes in the weather and the holiday season often bring up depression. Yeah, this is true. Depression is a difficult time uh, during the holiday season, during the winter months. Um, you know, it is, a, it is a difficult place to be. So today we want to talk a little bit about the statistics that have come up and bring awareness to the topic and also provide some maybe crazy simple solutions to sometimes a complex problem and mm -hmm. hopefully inspire and provide some hope. So give us some stats. Well, suicide rates have been rising in the U.S. for the past several decades. And as a clinician, I know you have as well. You, you've seen it. We've seen this increase um, so much so that the U.S. Surgeon General has you know, issued this uh, epidemic, that this is something that really needs major attention. And we know that men complete four times more often than females. And while there is some, you know, hope in the sense of some of the stats have decreased among 10 to 14 year olds. So now it's two out of every 100,000 deaths, which to me, it's still, that's too many uh, for 10 to 14 year olds to really take that in. Mm -hmm. And we've also seen a 9% decrease in 15 year olds uh, to 24 year olds. There's been a fall in that, which again, still that's, you know, something we have to address. Um, but we have seen an uh, increase in women that are not only attempting, but completing. And of course, that's of concern. Interesting. So mixed news, I guess. Yes. Uh, so good news uh, with preteens and teens, mm -hmm. sounds like. Uh, and then bad news for women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I guess guys just, we just... We are uh, we're neutral there, I guess. Well, it's still one of the highest numbers of those mm -hmm. that are going in that path are white males that are older in age. Mm -hmm. uh, now, how you define senior population is maybe a little bit, you know, open uh, because you know forty isn't forty anymore, and you know mm -hmm. how we see different age groups is a little bit changed. But let's just say they're probably talking in that 60 plus category. Okay. Okay. So I've still got a few more years. So a few more. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Oh, but you know, one thing that, and you know, your thoughts on this of maybe some of those are underreported that mm -hmm. maybe some are being ruled as accidents that may in fact not have been accidents, but for insurance purposes or for maybe it's a little bit smaller town yep. and concerns about image. Uh, 
yeah. uh, that things were ruled a little differently. So I would encourage people take the stats with a little bit of a grain of salt because most likely those are underreported numbers. Yeah. yeah, and that is always sad to see. Uh, definitely understand why you wouldn't want to report it that way, but um, there is no stigma. You know, there is no shame. Now, it, you know, they use the term self-harm. And so since non-suicidal self-injury is my area of expertise, mm -hmm. that's one thing to clarify is some of the terminology is sometimes self-harm is used interchangeably with self-injury and sometimes self-harm means suicide. Mm -hmm. And it even depends on the country that you're in. So in the United States, it's used pretty interchangeably, but in other countries, they may use self-harm strictly in context of suicide, or they may use self-harm as self-injury. Right. So you always want to look at the context of the article and to clarify that there's a difference between the two of them. And it's mm -hmm. really, really mm -hmm. important to understand there is a difference between suicidal thoughts and you know, attempts versus non-suicidal self-injury, which is a coping skill. It's not a great coping skill, but it is a coping skill. And that you don't want to put someone inpatient because they might be engaging in self-injury. You always, always, always want to check the intent behind the act. Yeah, that's right. And those are good points uh, to bring up as well, Lori. Is I, I always hear people say that maybe they don't want to talk about it because they're afraid they're going to get put in a loony bin or something, which, you know, I mean, sure, that's a risk, but uh, the bigger risk is not talking. Because uh, mm -hmm. if you're not talking about how you feel, you're not talking about your concern, then, you know, you're not going to get any better. You're not going to you're not going to be able to work on it. Uh, but when you hear a friend talk about maybe concerns of you know, driving into oncoming traffic or uh, just, you know, wishing that they uh, that, you know, everything would just go away or something like that does not mean that they are having active suicidal thoughts. You know, it's OK to talk to somebody about this. It's OK to ask hard questions. Uh, challenging and tough questions. Uh, the big driver is getting the conversation started. Once we have the conversation going, now we have options. Absolutely. And it's it's understanding. So when I do suicide assessments, I always talk about being on a continuum. Mm -hmm. And we start off with passive, which quite frankly, I don't think anyone, at least in the United States, escapes having passive thoughts at some point in their life because mm -hmm. it's the world we live in and we experience traumas and bad things happen. But passive thoughts are not active. Passive could be the, you know, hey, if I happen to get struck by lightning today, pff, cool, I'm cool with that that's not grounds to go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, if it seems to be happening more frequently and maybe we move into what we call active thoughts where you're thinking about several times a week and maybe you're really starting to go, what would it be like? Then, yeah, I'm going to encourage you maybe seek some guidance from a professional to mm -hmm. further discuss that. Again, still not saying that's grounds for going to the hospital. And then we move into the planning stage and that could be everything from, well, really theoretically, how am I going to do this to maybe gathering the tools, maybe writing the letter, still not intent, but it's coming together a little bit more. And then there's to me the final stage of its intent. And even if someone doesn't have a real solid plan, 
they know they are going to be doing something. And that obviously is the most serious concern that absolutely you've got to talk to someone about that mm-hmm. because there is help out there. There is hope. You don't have to be in that state. That is absolutely right. So let's uh, back up a little bit. What do you think is driving the, the decrease uh, for preteens and teens? And what do you think is driving the increase for adult women? Well, I work a lot with tweens and teens, and I know that schools seem to be trying to implement more programs, whether that's the Hope Squad, Journey of Hope. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's several great organizations out there bringing awareness to students, uh, you know, the administrative staff becoming more trained. I know that I present to school districts on self-injury and on suicide, training up staff members and presenting to students on the topic and how to discuss it. And so I think that's been a big good turnaround. I think that mm-hmm. primary doctors are doing more assessments for it, which is fantastic. And maybe because teens are a little bit more comfortable having those discussions, it's this generation seems much more open to discussing mental health than other generations. And mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the increase in women, I don't know if I can pinpoint something. I think there's just Maybe generally speaking, generally, don't jump my butt on this. It's a generalization. But women tend to be more stuffers. They tend to be more martyrs. They tend to be the, I can just put on the happy face and I can keep persevering Mm -hmm. even though I'm crumbling inside. And females tend to be more caretakers. And if you have women that are in what we call the sandwich generation, where they're stuck between kiddos and then taking care of their their parents as they're aging, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that is a huge amount of stress to deal with. So much stress, so much stress, far more stress than old white guys. I don't know what we're (laughs) doing. I don't know what's happening over there. (laughs) Way more stress than those people. Uh, So big shout out to our friends at Grant Halliburton Foundation, a wonderful nonprofit uh, that that, uh, supports the Hope Squad. Uh, they, um, you know, fund those programs and help bring those hope squads into each school, uh, and, uh, have seen remarkable increase, uh, 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 in awareness and mental health discussion and transparency and vulnerability and following that education and connection. Uh, you know, each of those schools have reported massive decreases. Uh, some of those schools, uh, have, have dropped to zero percent. Um, suicide attempts or completions uh, because of those peer-to-peer programs. So those are amazing programs. I think definitely a big part of it. I also wonder uh, how big of a part social media has played uh, in the advance of suicide in preteen and teen um, uh, boys and girls. Um, You know, in 2009, uh, Instagram became available on your smartphone as an app and that is the first year where we began really truly monitoring um, preteen suicide for the first time in history uh, as it jumped um, a, a radical amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the movie, The Social Dilemma that Netflix mm-hmm. put out mm-hmm. is to me an excellent documentary. And if you have kids in your life, I really strongly encourage you to sit down with them and watch it because it's eye-opening. Yeah. 
but there's a psychologist mm-hmm. that they interviewed and he talked about the hockey stick, the yeah. sharp increase of self-injury and suicides that happen with the opening up of social media. And you can see this direct whoop, increase with Facebook. Mm-hmm. And now we know Zuckerberg's been talked uh, been interviewed by Congress and others in regards to Facebook's role mm-hmm. and teen mental health decline and the mm-hmm. influence of mm-hmm. suicide and eating yeah. disorders and all yeah. sorts of things. And so even though Facebook now is the old person's social mm-hmm. media, um, it's I would say it also applies to Instagram and to TikTok and to Speak, speaking of which Google Google is calling Lori right now. they are listening they are always listening they have something to say to us on this topic they're worried they're gonna edit me they're like you You should answer it you should have answered it you're live on the air (laughs) terrible well i guess that makes sense with with older white males completing suicide more now that it's the old person social media that's terrible that's terrible Oh yeah, it's um, but it's true. If you look at the the demographics of who is actively using Facebook, it mm. it tends to be those in that you know thirty five and older category. There are there are mm-hmm. some that are in their twenties that maybe they're using it just for sake of their parents are on there, um, <laughs> <laughs> or, or former colleagues or business yeah. colleagues of theirs. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Snapchat is another one. It, mm-hmm. There's there's so many out there to be uh, aware of. And while social media, to give them some credit, uh, they have tried to monitor some of the content. And if you do see concerns, they have options for you to flag it. And theoretically, a human is going to review it, which is not the case. Um, yeah, I, I have stories of that, of some of my television interviews on self-injury that got pulled after like being on there for five years on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's that. But they are trying, it seems, a little bit better to flag that content. It seems that way. Well, uh, so what do you think is some, some simple solutions for this? Well, what are some things that people can do now uh, to help get in front of this epidemic? Well, education is first and foremost. The more Mm -hmm. educated you are about the topic, the more comfortable you are speaking on it and approaching someone. And if you're not quite sure how to approach someone, then speak with a professional and get some tips, get some guidelines. You can even meet with a professional for one appointment to do a role play of how to express your concerns to your loved one. But if you think something might be there, don't try to dismiss it as, oh, I'm overreacting, I'm overthinking this. It's much better to always err on the side of caution than to have regrets. Mm -hmm. And even if the person you go, oh, they're going to be so ticked off. Quite honestly, I'd rather have a mad versus dead. Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I'd rather you be upset with me and never talk to me again versus dead. That's, that's kind of where I stand on that. And if you don't want to be my friend because of that, then that's fine. Okay. Uh, but um, there was a, a really interesting uh, analogy I um, heard the other day of talking to somebody, uh, an older parent. Um, there's a, a new TV show or a movie on Netflix called Older Dance or Old oh. Dance. It's basically <laughs> about guys that were 
you know, like in their late forties, early fifties that were just now having kids for the first time. Mm. And so it was a very, a rub your dirt on it kind of attitude. So it was a really funny movie, but, um, uh, one of the things that really realized coming out of that, watching that movie was that, um, these, these dads who would teach their kids how to ride their bike, um, the way that their dad taught them how to ride their bike, or that would teach them how to drive a car the way their dad taught them how to drive a car. Now get to social media and have no idea what to do. Uh, because you know, it wasn't around when our parents were in high school. It wasn't a thing when, you know, our parents, uh, were you know, dating. I mean, they didn't have phones in their pockets. They didn't have cameras, uh, in every pocket, you know? So, um, uh, it's a big change. So I know it's a difficult thing. It could be a very challenging thing to talk to kids about, uh, especially if you if you are older and you have younger kids, um, it can seem impossible because you don't know what's going on there. So I think education is very important. Um, I think uh, connection is extremely important. I think knowing that you're not alone is important. And really the crazy simple thing is just talk. It's just talk. It, it, it might seem silly. It might seem... Uh, useless, but I will tell you this, if you are talking to that person, they are not killing themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So keep talking, keep talking to people. You're not going to say the wrong thing. I know a lot of people get worried about that. They get worried about, well, I don't know what to say, or I don't want them to leave the conversation feeling like they should or something like that. It's not your responsibility. If you go in there with an open, uh, an open ear and, uh, and a pure heart, and you're just there to help, uh, just listen. Mostly all you need to do is listen. You don't really have to mm-hmm. say a whole lot. Um, so I think the crazy simple solution here is, is just connecting, being open, being vulnerable, listening. Yep. Absolutely agree. Do more listening than speaking, really be present for them and don't try to get three steps ahead thinking, oh, how am I going to respond to this? And if you don't know the answer to something, it's okay to say you don't know, but that you will try to find out. All right. And with that, uh, I am Dr. Christopher Taylor. And I am Lori Van. And this is Crazy Simple. <laughs>